0: Welcome to Shooting for the Stars, a podcast series brought to you by Southern Cross Business Advisors, helping our clients identify and achieve their life goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, no matter where you are around the world and what time zone you're in. It's a 24-hour welcome to you from yours truly, Louis Boulzomi and the team at Southern Cross Business Advisors, bringing you the latest episode of Shooting for the Stars, coming to you via our major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Podcast Index, and rss.com. Now, we were hoping to get the Director of Southern Cross Information Communication Technology, Stephen Cirillo, in for a chat, but... Unfortunately, we've had to call an audible there in the lead-up to Christmas. His diary has absolutely exploded unexpectedly, so I've said to him, look, don't worry, mate, you uh, get through what you need to get through, enjoy your Christmas and New Year break, you certainly deserve it, and we'll have a chat to you in the new year. So we're going to park that one for the future, but what we will do in its place is look at something that has just recently been launched by the Australian Taxation Office and it affects company directors, both new and existing. That is the new director digital identification requirement. Before I take you through the process of how to apply for a director ID number, let's hear a summary of what this is all about from the Deputy Registrar of the Australian Business Registry Services, Michelle Crosby.
1: Hi, I'm Michelle. If you have clients who are directors of companies or corporations, they can now apply for a Director Identification Number, or Director ID for short. Director IDs have been introduced under the Government's Modernising Business Registers Program and are a mandatory requirement. They're a unique identifier that directors will apply for once and keep forever. Using our new Australian Business Registry Services website, your clients can apply for their Director ID online by completing a simple three-step application. They'll need a MyGov ID to apply and just like applying for a tax file number, your clients must complete their application themselves so we can verify their identity. So encourage your clients to get their Director ID today. It will help us build a fairer business environment and protect the community from those who are doing the wrong thing.
0: Thank you very much, Michelle, and thank you to the ATO and their ATO TV service for the provision of that content. We will hear a little bit more from Michelle later in the episode with regards to the actual process of getting a director ID. Now, just to quickly elaborate and expand on what Michelle just said, if you are a director of a company or a director of a corporate trustee of a trust or a director of a corporate trustee of a self-managed super fund, you need to apply for a director ID. It is mandatory. It's now become law. When you must apply, however, depends on when you first became a director. Now, if you were appointed on or before the 31st of October 2021, you get a bit of a grace period. There's a bit of a a grandfather rule in place here. There's no short-term requirement to get a director ID because you have been already established before the mandate kicked in. However, Don't forget about it, though. Don't just go through Christmas and New Year thinking, oh, well, I'm exempt. I'm fine. You have until the 30th of November 2022 to apply. So, yes, make sure you mark that down in your calendar. Put it in your smartphone as a reminder that that's the deadline for you to apply for a director ID before you are subject to any potential penalties for not having one after that date. Now, for any new directors who are appointed between the 1st of November 2021 and the 4th of April 2022, you need to apply within 28 days of your appointment. So, there's a bit of a transition period here. So, since the 1st of November 2021 and up until the 4th of April 2022, you are given a tiny bit of grace if you are recently appointed as a director or you're going to become a director and you're going to be appointed in the future, before the 4th of April next year you are given four weeks from the appointment date to get your director ID sorted. However, after the 4th of April 2022, so from the 5th of April 2022 onwards, you actually will need your director ID in place and verified before you are appointed as a director. Now, it's very important to stress that us as registered tax agents or your ASIC agent, Australian Securities and Investment Commission agent, or your self-managed Superfund advisor cannot apply for a director ID on your behalf. This has to be done by you personally. We can only help you understand new requirements and give you some advice around why you have to do it and maybe even step you through the process if you need to, but ultimately the application needs to be done by you. Speaking of the application, it's time now to throw it back to Michelle who will take you through what you need to do.
1: Hi, I'm Michelle. Deputy Registrar of the Australian Business Registry Services. And today we're going to take you through everything you need to know about Director Identification Numbers. What they are, who needs one, and how you can get one.
2: Director Identification Number, or Director ID for short, is the first service being introduced on the Australian Business Registry Services. Director IDs are a unique identifier that you'll apply for once and keep forever. Even if you change companies, stop being a director, change your name or move interstate or overseas. Director IDs are being introduced to verify the identity of directors and help prevent the use of false and fraudulent director identities. Applying for a director ID is free and you'll need one if you're already a director or intend to become a director of a company or other body corporate registered under the Corporations Act most relevant to you. Just like applying for a tax file number, only you can apply for your own Director ID so you can verify your identity with us. No one can apply for you. You can apply online now by completing these three simple steps. Step one, visit abrs.gov.au forward slash director ID apply and click the apply now with gov ID button and log in. MyGovID is an app you download that lets you prove who you are when using government online services. If you don't have a MyGovID, you'll need to set one up to a standard or strong identity strength. It's important to note that MyGovID is not the same thing as your MyGov account. To set up your MyGovID, visit the website at mygovid.gov.au For step two, you'll need to answer some questions that will allow us to verify your identity and link it to your ATO record. The fastest way to complete this step is to provide us with your tax file number and residential address, as held in ATO records. For step three, you need to complete a Director ID application form, which should take you less than five minutes. Once you've completed it and clicked submit, we'll instantly issue you with your Director ID on screen. If you can't apply for your Director ID online, we have non-digital options you can use. You should give your Director ID to your agent and the person responsible for managing your company's records to keep on file.
1: So apply for your Director ID today and help us build a fairer business environment you'll be doing your bit to protect our community from those doing the wrong thing. For more information about Director ID, visit abrs.gov.au forward slash Director ID.
0: Once again, thank you, Michelle, and thank you to the ATO for that content. Now, just going on the ABRS website to have a look at those three steps that you need to go through in order to get your Director ID. Step one is very self-explanatory. Create a MyGov ID account if you don't already have one. If you already have one, then that's fantastic. You're already sorted there. On to step two. So it was mentioned there that you needed your tax file number and residential address as held by the ATO, but you also need two documents that will help further verify your identity. Now, Some examples of those include bank account details, an ATO notice of assessment, so there'll be a reference number on that, super account details, a dividend statement, a Centrelink payment summary, or a pay-as-you-go payment summary, which will be different to your income statement and or your PAYG installment activity statement. So those are the examples of some of the documents that you can use to further verify your identity at step two of this process. And then on to step three is when you actually fill out the form. So if you have got a MyGov ID, then all you need to do at step three on the ABRS website page is click on the green Apply Now with MyGov ID button, which will then take you through the process of logging in to your MyGov ID account, which you will need the smartphone app for that in order to generate the particular four-digit code which is an extra layer of security, of course. So once you've done all that, you then get to the proof of record ownership page. Now, all this is is just simply one tick and flick. By continuing, you agree to your digital identity provider, sharing your name and date of birth with the ATO for the purpose of identifying your individual ATO record, which you may be asked for your tax file number or address, confirming the matched ATO record belongs to you, which you may be asked further questions, and linking your digital identity with your ATO record. You do have the option of looking at the ATO's privacy notice if you wish. Otherwise, just tick the I agree to the terms and conditions of use button and move on to the next step. Now, if everything is all in place, there will be nothing to do on the next step. It will just give you a green tick that says your ATO record has been verified. You'll see your name and date of birth appear below. You click next, and you get to the last step, which is all about confirming that this is your record. So, you need to answer two questions from the list below. So, we already mentioned those identity documents, bank account details, Centrelink payment summary, dividend statement, notice of assessment, PRYG payment summary, and super account details. So, any two of those is all you need to tick. And, for example, I'm going to tick bank account details. So, it's just your BSB and bank account number that are recorded on the ATO's database. So, remember that you have to have BSB and account number that is linked to your individual name for when you get refunds from the ATO, whether it's activity statement refunds, income tax refunds and the like. If you if they don't match up, then you'll have a bit of a problem. So, make sure you do double check your records there. If you need your tax agent to help you with that, by all means, contact them. The other one I've ticked is the notice of assessment. It says, enter the date of issue from your notice of assessment. And then enter the reference number from that notice of assessment. You'll find those details at the top right of your notice of assessment form. Um, To have a look at the other forms of ID here, let's go to the Centrelink payment summary. Enter the taxable income amount from your Centrelink payment summary. Don't put any spaces or dollar sign symbols, so just straight numbers is all they need. No cents either, so just your whole dollars. For your dividend statement, enter the investment reference number from your dividend statement. Again, no spaces or forward slash symbols, just the straight number. It's usually your SRN or HIN number. For example, X0011223344. Your PAYG payment summary, enter the gross amount from your PAYG payment summary. Again, no spaces or dollar symbols. Whole dollars is what's required. And super account details, you need to enter the super fund ABN, just the numbers only and also the member account number. So those are the six forms of identity. Again, you only need to select two of those to move forward. And once you've done that, by continuing, you agree to this information being provided to the ATO to verify your ATO record. If successful, you agree to having your digital identity permanently linked to your ATO record. Remembering this is a one and done thing. You get this number forever, unless something unfortunate happens then you may need to reapply. But if all things are good, this number is yours for the rest of your life. Tick the box that says, I agree to verify and linking my record. Click submit and you're done. Now, the best thing about all that is, is that there is no requirement to upload any physical documentation to accompany what you have declared in that application form when you are verifying your identity by choosing two of those six particular documents. The ATO should already have the information on file. It's just a matter of simple matching to what you have inputted. They don't need to physically see copies of any statements or forms to go about that. The only time they will, though, is if you, for whatever reason, cannot get a MyGov ID. There are alternative options to be able to apply. You can do it via phone, and here you will need an individual Australian tax file number, providing your TFN is optional, but course, it helps speed up the process if you have it. Your residential address as held by the ATO, answers to two questions based on details that the ATO knows about you, effectively security questions, which if you get them wrong, you're going to have a hard time. So, examples of primary documents include your Australian full birth certificate, extracts and commemorative certificates are not acceptable, your Australian passport, including passports that have expired in the past two years, Your Australian citizenship certificate or extract from a register of citizenship by descent, an IMI card, which is issued to certain visa holders who don't have and can't obtain a passport recognised by the Australian government, and also a visa if you are using a foreign passport but you are still in Australia. So one of those five primary documents, and one of the following secondary documents, a Medicare card, or an Australian driver's licence or learner's permit, which must show your photo and signature, and the address on the card must match your details on the form. Now, if your name on the Australian identity document doesn't match your ATO record, you may be able to verify the document using a change of name certificate if you come from Tasmania, South Australia, the Northern Territory, and the Australian Capital Territory only, or a marriage certificate. You also have the paper application Option for applicants within Australia. What happens here is, in addition to the information requested on the application form, which there is a non-digital version, which you can download from the ABRS website, you will need to provide certified copies of one primary and two secondary identity documents, or two primary and one secondary identity document. Primary documents include an Australian full birth certificate. Extracts and commemorative certificates are not acceptable. Australian passport, including passports that have expired in the past two years, Australian citizenship certificate or extract from a register of citizenship by descent, or a foreign passport. And secondary documents include a Medicare card or Australian driver's licence or Australian learner's permit. This must show your photo and signature and the address on the card must match the details on your application. Be sure to not send the originals of these documents because the ATO will not return them back to you. You must send certified documents. Now, to be able to certify your documents, you can photocopy them, ensure the copy in any photograph is clear and identifiable, and take the copies and originals to an authorised certifier. And the following people can certify copies of your original identity documents as true and correct. Barrister, solicitor, medical practitioner, judge a justice of the peace or a JP, a minister of religion who is authorised to celebrate marriage, a police officer, a bank, building society or credit union officer with at least five years of service, or a sheriff's officer. Now, if you are in the state of Queensland, you have an extra person who can certify documents for you, and that is a commissioner of declarations. A certifier should never witness documents for their family, business, clients, employer or any other person where it could create a real or perceived conflict of interest. And a certifier should never witness documents connected with matters in which they have an actual or perceived personal or financial interest. You might wonder why we're not on that list. They're normally, tax agents, certified practicing accountants, etc. can certify documents in certain circumstances. Well, here's the reason why. We can't accept copies certified by a registered tax agent or ASIC agent as your ongoing commercial relationship could create a real or perceived conflict of interest for them. That's what the ATO and the ABRS have explicitly stated. We are not allowed to certify these documents on your behalf because we're too closely connected with you with regards to the Director ID mandate. So... That is what you need to do if you're an applicant within Australia and you're applying via a paper form. Once you get it all done and fill the form, you'll mail it off. I'll give you the address in just a minute. But for those who reside outside Australia but need to apply because they are a director of a company based in Australia, in addition to the information requested on the application form, you'll need to provide certified copies of either one primary and one secondary identity document or two primary identity documents. Now, for those outside of Australia, the primary documents include a foreign birth certificate, a foreign passport, an Australian full birth certificate, noting that extracts and commemorative certificates are not acceptable, or an Australian passport, including passports that have expired in the past two years. Secondary documents include a national photo identification card, a foreign government identification, driver's license, as long as the license address matches the address details on your application or a marriage certificate, but if you use this document to verify your change of name, you can't use it as a secondary document. So, the marriage certificate one has a bit of an asterisk on it. Here's the reason why. If you have changed your name, you must provide another document showing the change in addition to what you would have to normally provide, such as a marriage certificate, as we've just said, a deed poll change of name, or an official change of name certificate. In order to certify your documents if you live outside of Australia, The ATO and ABRS do acknowledge the ongoing effects of COVID-19 around the world. So if you are having difficulty getting someone to physically cite and certify your documents, you can contact the ATO or ABRS for help and support. If you can't apply by the date that you need to, you can complete an application for an extension of time to apply for a Director ID form. And if there are any issues completing the form, there is help online via the accessibility page following people are authorised to certify your identity documents if you reside outside Australia. Notary publics and staff at your nearest Australian embassy, high commission or consulate, including consulates headed by Austrade honorary consuls. If your country is party to the Hague Apostille Convention, you can ask the competent authority in your country to certify a copy of your documents by using an apostille. Now, an apostille is a type of certification that is designated by the state in which a document was issued. A notary public can certify public documents such as birth and marriage certificates from outside Australia by way of an apostille. To send your certified documents bearing an apostille, make sure the apostille certification is firmly attached to the copies of your identification documents that accompany your application form. And when it comes to any documents that are in languages other than English, they need to be arranged to become translated into English. Translations must be completed by an approved translation service and certified as a true and correct copy. Each translation should display an official stamp or similar that shows the certifier's accreditation. Translations should also be accompanied by a certified copy of the original document in the language of origin. The certifier must sign and stamp the original copy of the document as a true And correct copy. To find out more about an authorised translation service in your country, contact your closest Australian embassy, high commission, or consulate. And finally, the form itself, if you aren't doing it via MyGov ID, the application for a director identification number form, it's got five parts to it. Section A is just your tax file number, so you've got the option of yes or no here. Obviously, it's yes if you have one, no if you don't have one, and then you've got to say if you have applied for one if you don't currently have one. It's not a requirement to provide your tax file number, not an offence at all, but if you do provide it, it just helps speed up the process. Section B, application requirements, you can apply for a Director ID if you are an eligible officer or intend to become an eligible officer within 12 months after applying. What's an eligible officer? An eligible officer is an appointed director or alternate director acting in that capacity of a company, body corporate, that is a registered Australian body or registered foreign company or an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander corporation. The registrar may make a determination that a particular person or class of persons are not eligible officers. So you just got to tick the box there to say that you are an eligible officer or intend to become an eligible officer within 12 months of your application. And again, further eligibility requires you to be an individual at least 18 years of age and not disqualified from managing corporations unless your appointment is made with the permission of ASIC, ORIC or with leave of the court. You then just tick the second box where you acknowledge to be a director and you know that you must meet the requirements of the Corporations Act 2001 and or the Corporations Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Act 2006. Ignore the boxes down below. It's only if you have previously applied for and been issued a director ID and have been asked by the register to reapply. So if you haven't been asked to reapply and you don't have an ID at all yet, ignore that final box on that first page. Section C, your details. So what's your full legal name? So you just fill that out easily. Have you previously been known by another name? If it's no, then just go to the next step. If it's yes, provide what your previous name was. Then your date of birth where you were born, so the country of birth and the suburb, town, locality of birth and the state or territory if you were born in Australia. Residential address, which is of course where you live. It can't be a business address, post office box number, roadside mailbag, roadside delivery or other delivery point address. It is where you physically reside personally. Then what is your postal address for service of notifications and correspondence? So you just put that down. If your all your mail comes to your house. You just tick the box as above. If you have a separate mailing address, then you fill out the details accordingly. What is your phone number? They do require you to put your mobile phone number in and include the country code. So for Australia, it's plus six one. Of course, it's whatever it is, depending on which country you are currently residing. And your business phone number, but you don't have to put that one down. That is simply optional. Of course, the majority of people do run via only mobile phones in this day and age. And then what is your personal email address? You need to use block letters. So all uppercase letters here, no lowercase letters at all. On to section D, your identity documents. So you just need to detail what identity documents you have included. So just write down exactly what they are, whether it's your birth certificate, your driver's license, etc, etc, and then make sure you have the certified copies included with this form when you mail it off. And then finally, Section E, the declaration where you simply sign off and then date the application accordingly. Print it off and then attach the certified copies and mail it to the Australian Business Registry Services, Locked Bag 6000, Albury, New South Wales, 2640 Australia. And that's all you need to know about director IDs for the time being. If you want to find out more about them specific to your particular requirement, by all means, get in touch with us, 03 5018 6444, or drop us an email, admin at scba.com.au. Or if you are in the Mildura area, by all means, come in and book an appointment with us at 234 Deacon Avenue, Mildura, subject to current COVID-19 restrictions. That's it for the penultimate episode of Shooting for the Stars. On behalf of all the team at Southern Cross Business Advisors, yours truly, Louis Bulzomi, would like to extend an extreme thank you for all of you who have joined us on this journey throughout the year. It's been a wonderful ride and we still have one more episode left to go before we wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And that's in a fortnight's time when we talk to the property project specialist, Clem DeRosa from SCPA about the year that was in property. Until then, as always, our clients have life goals and we're here to help them identify and achieve them. Goodbye.